This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Jackson's there, Billy The goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town! The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2. Huddersfield. Oi. Thank you. Rupian Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Good evening and welcome to a very special live episode of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. The bells are ringing, the dark clouds have arrived. You were lucky to have me for seven months, Quip Neil Warnock today. Very lucky, indeed. The man that achieved the amazing escape act of last season will no longer be Huddersfield Town Manager after Wednesday evening. It's a sad day as another legend walks out of the club. Has he gone too early? Well, we'll look back on today's press conference and react. We'll also react to uh, Neil Warnock and Ronnie Jepson's last Saturday game at the club as Town beat Rotherham United 2-0. And joining me, I've got Somber and Sombrero, as I've got the dartist Josh Phillips joining us today. I'm back from Spain this morning, uh, thinking he was in with a shout of the job. It's the Brian McDermott stunt double. It's Richard Cosy Kasmala. How are we doing, guys? You all right? Good morning. Brian, not bad. It's a bit of a day of reflection, I guess, isn't it? I'll tell you what, Matt, some younger viewers will be like, who's Brian McDermott? The game's moving fast, isn't it, now? He's, uh, I think he's a director of football at Hibs or, some, or somewhere like that. It's somewhere random. Someone will go. Yeah, no, I've got a crowdfunding appeal anyway. So I went away last year. We beat Middlesbrough for two. We won on Saturday when I went away and I watched it. Famous Heffley! Nat 2-1. It's an effing dream. I was watching that. So crowdfunding leads away. I'll start the donation off. Five pounds. Get me abroad. But leads away because you know we'll win if I'm not here. Let's do it, Matt. Get the uh, donation started. At- I have to start crowdfunding the Andy K thing again, where he managed to put some sellotape across your mouth as well. That was a 
that was a, that was a good time back in the day. Uh, but yeah, so this episode, as always, is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. If you use our code of AHTTC10, uh, you will get 10% off all online orders at www.magicrockbrewing.com. Uh, head there on Wednesday as well. They're open before the game. It's a good place to start your pilgrimage to the ground. Okay, I think first things first, um, thank you to everybody that's joined us online. I thought it'd be a good idea to do a, a live one day, uh, basically because um, of of the news today. But what we'll do first is we'll... Just to put in this. I know, you're always... Just to put in... It's like a permanent oh, it's so thing. Oh, like you, Cozzy. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think what we'll do is we'll just quickly talk about uh, the game on Saturday. There was a game, unbelievably. Huddersfield Town 2, Rotherham 0. Uh, an immensely enjoyable game as well. Uh, plenty to discuss, but I feel like uh, we'll probably run through it, which is a bit of a shame considering the level of performance, which was actually really good from, from Huddersfield Town. I thought it was a great performance. Um, we started, uh, Josh, with a bit of a 3-5-2 shape, which very quickly moved into more of a 4-2-4, um, a relatively slow start in the game. But after sort of 20, 25 minutes, Town sort of found their feet, really, and took over. Uh, first goal, a uh, great ball in from Sauber Thomas. Uh, not surpri- Surprisingly, not much noise about the Rotherham player going down. He's, he tried to control the ball, did his ankle and fell over and and tried to get the game stopped, didn't he? And then, as soon as it played, as soon as the kicked off again, he was off down the down the touchline. Uh, an easy finish for Coroma. Town should have scored more. Radoni, Wiles, Harrett all had opportunities, and Bergzog continues to thrill and frustrate, doesn't he? In in equal measure, he's, he's he's a lot of fun to watch. But talk us through it, Josh. Uh, I really enjoyed um, the latter part of that first half. Um, but yeah, it was Town all the way, wasn't it? Yeah, like you say, I thought um, first twenty twenty five minutes. Wasn't much of a flowing game, was it? Um, I think that's probably mainly down to the way Rotherham play, and also us being probably favourites in a game for the first time this season, probably. Um, so we had to adapt to that and the expectation of winning. Went with quite an attacking lineup. You know, Thomas and Coroma were both out the side at West Brom. Brings them back in for this, and uh, they definitely repaid him. Goal and assist each, and uh, I think those two goals sum up exactly. Those two at the best, really. Um, and they've got a good link up together. So having them on both flanks is a real threat to any team. Um, yeah, the, the goal, the first goal, like you said, um, if I was their manager or their fans, you know, if he's going down for that long and uh, it's cost them a goal, uh, for him to then carry on, I'd be a bit annoyed. Maybe that's just me. Because um, we don't know how bad it was, but I thought if he stayed down for that long, he must be going off. But um yeah, Thomas took advantage of the extra space that he left, put in a great cross, uh, Chroma finished. And uh, yeah, Bergzog, like you said, he was a handful. He stretched them, running, running behind, he's got his pace and needs to uh, learn to release the ball a bit early sometimes, I think. He'll, uh, he'll do the first thing he does, he's excellent, and then he'll, uh, he'll try and beat him again. And just didn't quite open up for him, but I think it will in some games. Uh, clean sheet, very important. I think that's the um, first one this season, is it? So, uh, yeah, good signs for for the defence. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was a good result. A very Neil Warnock result. 2-0, home win. Happy days. Cosy Bear, you uh, you watched the game, as always, um, via legal methods, of course, uh, via iPhone. Legal this time, yeah. No, yeah? I, were, uh, yeah, I did a, pre- a preview in the week with the Rotherham guy, and I expect them to come. I expected a lot more from Rotherham, to be honest with you. But, again, is that taking something away for how good we were, to be honest with you, Matt? I, th- I thought it'd be a proper Yorkshire derby, but really, we're a counter for Unseal Town, and 
quite surprising, uh, really, that it was. I expected them to show a lot more. I think Lee Nichols could have been uh, sat having a pie uh, in a south stand because he did absolutely nothing in half at the end when Hugo put that limp header where, to be fair, they probably should have Tommy scored. Eves, and, that one. Sorry, Tommy. Got what it needs, yeah. And, uh, yeah, classic town then. It would have been all panic money for the last five minutes. But, yeah, we're really good. Uh, echo what Josh said about Bergsaw. To me, he's the new Colin Quanner. Uh, Juan Lapara is what I'm calling him. Uh, Juan Lapara, because he's got the skills, hasn't he? He has, yeah. and it's unbelievable though. This kind of like uh, I do like his style as as well as his interviews. He uh, he does seem kind of a character as well, which I think he's going to endear himself to the to the crowd as well. And again, the one thing I, I thought though, Matt, it, again, it was a good win. Don't get me wrong, and, and we, but I think it showed everything why we were pushing hard for a striker. I really do. I think. Here we go. Let's quote the old father again. But on another day, you know, he and I obviously come on to later. But we've got to be taking the chances, haven't we? There and I just, I just thought it showed as well as it, as good as we did, and kind of people filling in, doing different jobs because we're a bit short in one or two areas, like Bergsorg again as a striker. I just felt that, you know, not bring on negative because we've won back to back games, which is you know not like us. But yeah, just I think it just showed why we were acted so much up in the window but yeah uh, quite surprising really I just expected them at, I thought at half time I thought surely they're happy as bad second half but we were just so much in command as well uh, the Jonathan Ong thing didn't really unsettle us uh, early on we just kind of settled into a nice rhythm as well and uh, Jack Radoni again continued his fantastic form uh, I know you picked out Thomas uh, you know as one of the best players I thought he was really good obviously I've seen his players all season but Oh, Redone, were fantastic again, and I wish they'd stop it off now because I'm getting a bit worried uh, come January. But obviously, as we're pushing for the Premier League, as uh, Mr. Edwards said today, we we want to keep him. But he's just brilliant to see, Matt, isn't it? Because this is a guy who we were so frustrated with for half of last season, probably three quarters of last season until Warner, you know, came in. But I just love what he's about, mate, and the energy that he brings, and he's always seems to be in the celebrations. And I know you should look at too much of social media, but I obviously do, but. When Rodoni does something like it's a goal or something goes up to the town, he puts about 20 posts on his story because he loves what he does, mate. And love, I mean, if you love how you work and where you work, if anyone watching this podcast knows, it's it's a pleasure to be, you know, day in, day out. And I just feel Rodoni's kind of taking that in, into his uh, game every week. So he were brilliant again for me, mate. I love you rolling your finger over that microphone, Cosy. It's giving us some right feedback in my ear, is that one? But um, yeah, there's lots of players you could pick out really well, couldn't you, for, for Man of the Match? I I gave it, I would have given it sober, but Matty Pearson and Tom, uh, Tom Lees, he never played. Matty Pearson and Mikhail Helic as well, I thought were excellent at the back. Matty Pearson, I thought, was was really unsung. I thought it was brilliant. Um, and then you're looking, even Ruffles, you know, over the other side, he doesn't always get mentioned in these conversations, but he was really solid. Uh, midfield, Ben Wiles had a good game. Jack Redoni, like Cosy said, had a good game. Both wingers played well. Uh, and one man I want to talk about is Kean Harrett. Um, I thought he had a great second half. Um, there's a lot of town fans using Harrett playing well to have a go at Danny Ward, which I, I think is unfair because Harrett had a partner yesterday against, let's let's not be on too unkind to Rotherham, but probably one of the worst teams in the league, especially when you look at their away record. But having said that, uh, you know, Ward is ploughed a lone furrow for a lot of this season. But that aside, I was really pleased with Kean Harrett, how he backed into defenders, which was really impressive, you know, for... A young lad, he's so aggressive, isn't he? He's such a pest and um, he just, I would hate to play against him as a defender because he's elbowing you, he's backing in, he's 
kicking you. His, you know, his knees are going into you. He's such a horrible striker to play against. But as a fan of Huddersfield, he's such a great striker to watch because he's giving everything there, isn't he? Uh, which is which is really good. His link-up play was really good second half as well. I thought he, he, Bergzog really helped him by making some, you know, by, with his movement. But you know, finding Thomas and Karoma, he was he was excellent. He dropped off. Uh, I felt I felt as the game wore on, he felt like he he backed in better to his his defender, which allowed him a little bit more space to bring the ball down. But I also loved his interview on Radio Leeds afterwards. Um, just a young, excited lad who's not been media trained or media exhausted, giving a really excited, happy interview. And I just I loved it. I thought it was great. You know, people can say he sounds Yorkshire and what have you, and which is you know I don't care. I thought it was it was just a lot of fun, and I had a lot of fun watching Kean Harrett and. You know, big credit to him from me, uh, Josh. You're nodding your head, so I'll go to you. If he's still there, Josh. Sorry, can you hear me now? It froze. Yeah, there you are. Uh, yeah, I was just praising Kean no, Harrett, and you were nodding, so I went to you. Yeah, he plays every game like it's his last, doesn't he? Um, so determined in everything that he does. Um, really battling with the defenders. Like you said, his link-up play was good. He missed two chances. Um, I've not watched them back, but in the ground, they seem like pretty good chances. And uh, if he scores just one of them, I think people are raving about him. Um, but that's not to take away from the rest of his performance, which was uh, very good, uh, very good indeed. I think he's probably going to be better with the two up front. I'm not sure how we'd cope up there on his own, but maybe we'll find out. But yeah, really good signs and um, you know, lack of a striker coming in. What an opportunity that is for him now until until at least January. He's got a real chance, um, to, you know, to become a regular, really, because, you know, what Danny Ward's injury record is like. Um, so, yeah, him and him and Hudlin have got massive opportunity now to get a, a real run of championship games under the belt and hopefully a few goals. Yeah. You love enthusiasm, don't you? Yeah, it's, it's, it's similar to Rodoni, mate. It just looks like someone who's enjoying life. I suppose you could say maybe getting a second chance as well. Maybe what happened at Bradford and all the carry on with that is made him realise, you know, look, uh, you know, I need to get my act together as a professional footballer. It's going to pass me by, or I'll end up, uh, you know, playing at Tacaster Albion or the like as well. Uh, really good. Obviously, you know, he deserved a goal. A couple of chances were, were missed, but young guy and, and he gives it so much more to the team as well. Totally agree with Josh. I think. Uh, Playing on his own it will be a you know tough one, especially in the, in the championship division. But I just thought you know on Saturday, just exactly what you said, Matt. Just didn't he's not what you want if you're a defender, really. And he, he's not the biggest guy, to be fair, as well. But what I love, he's got a big heart as well, and it does kind of worry me a little bit. I can't have some people saying he reminds me of Boothie, and I'm thinking, geez, is is this always is always going to be a young striker? But it's, to me, there's, there's so many differences as well, and uh, obviously the the. <laughs> One of the great things in social media again last week was uh, at West Brom, where it looked like, let's just say, someone, Mr. Harrods entourage, was uh, <laughs> enjoying uh, the goal celebration a bit oh, too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you yeah. know what? It all contributes to the spirit. And I know, you know, it sounds laughable compared to before, but when Eppley were getting stuff like this, you know, a little bit of fun like that, mate, galvanizes the club and the fan base where, you, you know, we've said it before, I did this kind of team doesn't represent me. I can't see any things that I like in this team. I love to see stuff like that, mate. Little social media posts, family getting behind him. A guy living his dream, really, that we'd all want to be, you know, just a lad playing for his own grown team as well. And 
Again, obviously, we'll talk later on with Neil Warnock, but there's going to be winners and losers out of the uh, situation, what's happened today as well. And uh, it's clear to me, Warnock's obviously t- saw Kian Arrett and thought, this is a man I you know, can get a tune out of. And uh, yeah, obviously, Warnock leaves on Wednesday, but he leaves Kian Arrett in a lot better place to, uh, yeah, to, you know, be a town, you know, player for many, many um, years to come, hopefully. Yeah, the um, I'm asking for comments from people that are watching online just for what they think about Rotherham, and I'll read that out after. I think the next talking point really is Sorba Thomas. Um, for me, that's his best performance since uh, the, the playoff season, 21-22. I think that's probably fair to say that. I don't remember anything that he's done since which which has eclipsed that. Uh, I thought he was man of the match. I thought he was outstanding. Um, you know, credit to everyone that played. I think I don't think there was a poor performance all day. Was there really? Um, but Sauber for me was was really good. He was his his work rate was excellent. It was really infectious. You know, he worked really hard. He took players on. Okay, he's not someone who's got a big bag of tricks. It tends to be just to push around the corner, doesn't it, and try and whip the ball in, sort of thing. But you know, he, he put some dangerous balls in, um, and it was just good to see him back on form. We've we've sort of long stuck up for him in this podcast. Um, but I just felt the post-match interview was maybe a tad negative. Um, when asked about playing back in front of the fans, I, I just felt like it needed a, yeah, it's a, it's good to hear them sing my name again, long may it continue sort of answer. Uh, but we we got um, something about outside noise, etc. And it just felt maybe a little bit misplaced. I, I get that it'll still be a bit sore because of some of the things that have been said about him. And some of the stuff I saw was pretty disgusting, to be honest. But um, just felt like maybe he could have maybe helped himself a little bit more just by giving a stock answer in that in that sort of situation. And I think people might have softened towards him with it as well. And it just kind of an answer like that just gives those that don't like him a a reason to maybe to harden against him if you like. But I thought it was great. Um, long long may we see that version of Sauber Thomas turn up and and uh, and run the wing for Huddersfield Town. Um, what do you guys think, Cosy Bear? Yeah, it seems a bit of a complex character, doesn't he? Again, Warnock were, uh, you know, having a go at him today. Wasn't he? Yeah, well, not having a go, but bannering him off. But I don't know if you saw that bit of the interview where uh, he probably on yeah, the Thomas and stuff as well. But I think it's just how he. Yeah, I think what I've liked about it is that because I, I really didn't know what we were going to get, Matt, when he came, when he came. You know, this season started again. I really thought once he went to Blackburn, that'd be him done as other seal town. I didn't think there were much of a way back. The fans had gone against him, obviously the Wales thing as well, but. But yeah, no, he's coming, and I'm just his performances are speaking volumes, really, and that as well. He did, uh, you know, he just looks like he's having a lot of fun, uh, to be honest. Which is what he did when he obviously burst onto the scene in the in the playoff season as well. But no, it's good. I didn't see the interview, Matt, so I can't kind of comment on that. But yeah, just uh, I just like what, yeah, the old proverbial new signing for me, uh, really, really good. And it's uh, yeah, we've got some options kind of out wide as well, and you know, Bergsorg. No, I, think, I think before we go to um, Josh for for the Sauber Thomas thing, I'm pretty I'm pretty unimpressed that we're getting messages here from Brady Frost and Tom Bradshaw, two guys who I asked if they fancy coming on the podcast this morning. This you know this morning, say could you come on tonight and do us a favour? And both of them said no. Yet here they are in the comments throwing throwing shade my way, an absolute disgrace. The pair of them, but you know now I've said that. Uh, Josh, uh, you saw the interview, didn't you? Uh, with Sober, and it's not a—it's not a major issue, is it? It's just one of those where you think mm, he could have said something. Different. Yeah, I don't think he helps himself. Um, leaving the ground 
that said to you, Matt, I was really delighted for him. You know, he's got a goal and assist and uh, everyone was buzzing for him. And then um, the interview wasn't bad. Yeah. As it was just a bit, so that was your opportunity to say, yeah, I'm enjoying playing for the fans again. Fresh start. What's gone is gone. Even if you don't mean it, you know, just use a bit of common sense. And it's not a big thing. And uh, it wasn't a bad answer that he gave. It's just a bit sort of maybe still got a bit of chip on his shoulder about what happened before. Um, my opinion is I think deep down he probably does want to move on somewhere else. But to do that, he has to play well for us. So it's a win-win situation for us. If he plays well, we move him on for a decent amount. Um, but yeah, so hopefully he keeps producing what he did at the weekend and um, whatever happens in the future happens. Mm, it was just one of those where it was it was just a good opportunity, wasn't it, to get everyone back on side and maybe his chance. But what a good finish as well, that second goal. I thought that was a great finish from him because you don't really associate goals with Sorba Thomas, do you? Um, but he mm. took that like prime Jordan Rhodes, didn't he? Absolutely side foot, bottom corner, you know, an inch inside the, the post. I thought it was a great little finish because uh, the cross came in at speed as well from Josh Caroma. Yeah, thanks that he was running at as well. Thomas, yeah. They're ahead of the defence. Great, great. Yeah, really good. You know, it's easy to sky those from, we speak from experience mm. there, don't we? And apart from Cosy, Cosy's uh, apparently the Lionel Messi of uh, goals at Kirkstall these days, but, you know, from, from his <laughs> bragging in the, the WhatsApp group. So let's just have a, a look through uh, some of your comments here. I think a lot of it's about the the manager change and I'll I'll leave those until uh, a little bit later. We've seen Nathan. Nathan says, um, Bergsorg, is, Bergsorg is great at going forward, but totally. <laughs> I mean, Rom was yeah. nice, but, he, there were there were a couple of occasions, wasn't there, against Rotherham where you were like, oh. um, but yeah, so exciting. I'm, I'm I'm really pleased to have Bergsorg. I'm really pleased how it's worked out like this as well because we didn't know what we were going to get. It could have been anything that turned up. Yeah, yeah. We've got a really exciting player who can stretch defenses, and that's that's good. Um, yeah, I agree, Matt. I think he's a classic town man. He's roughly the smooth, and you know, maybe in time we have a, a decent jam. We get in the wheel, he could. You know, it'd be a guy to bring off the bench and change it. He's a guy who can who win you a game or change. Well, it's obvious, you know, we already saw that West Brom obvious thing to say, but totally agree from what you said. You just don't know his his C V was uh, interesting. Yeah. You're either carrying him off or chasing him off with pitchforks. There's no in between, is there with uh, Delano Bergsorg? He's there. on Saturday without missing with that he went in a horrendous shot. But what, what led up what led up to them was brilliant though. That was that was a thing. It yeah. was such such great skill, but a lot of fun to watch and uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, let's have a look. So uh, Dan Hearn says, uh, should have won by a bigger margin. We can't be that wasteful moving yeah. forward. I think we'd all echo that, Dan, to be honest. Um, uh, he also says Wiles was very impressive and he was. Uh, I think Ben Wiles might have had an injury in the week leading up to it. So for him to uh, do as much as he did was uh, was excellent as well. Um, He's missing Adam Matt though, wasn't it? I think uh, he might. Uh, yeah, I had a slight disagreement with somebody who uh, is a Ben Wiles fanatic, uh, let's say, and he he thought it just span away from him, whereas I thought he probably should have hit the target. But you know, he's he's, he's had a good game, and I'm sure he'll give us a lot yeah. more as well. Um, uh, on smoke said Radoni was class again. Always gives hundred percent, and yeah, you know what, Cosy, you echoed that earlier, didn't you? Radoni's blossoming, isn't he, in in that midfield role? And again, he's another player that I'm enjoying watching is Jack Radoni because he's just. I think Hoggy mentioned in the uh, pre-match press conferences, Jack Radoni's running 13Ks every week. And that's that's decent, isn't it, in terms of numbers? We don't get to see those numbers a lot because they're on the um, 
it looks like a sports bra that they wear underneath the shirt, doesn't it? But they're, I can't remember what they're called, the technical term for them. But he's he's doing a lot of running and um, a lot of energy. And I think a lot of people are impressed with Jack Redoni. Uh, You're a smart running, Matt. But again, as we come up with a new coach later on discussion, Warner's created that culture. Have a go, get forward, attack, support. You know, I, I won't have a go at you if, uh, you know, if it costs us, which it has in some of these counters and stuff like that as well. So I think it's vitally important the new guy has that that kind of ethos as well, that kind of no fear, really. And that's yeah. what, because I think that's what the difference, I think everyone was in the fear culture earlier on, wasn't it, with the other coaches we've had, Schofield and yeah, I mentioned his name again, my mate, Otheringham, but it's like, Listen. I get the impression there, Jeff, what were you doing there, you could cost us. And yeah. like, but Warnock's, all credit to Warnock, mate, he has brought he's, the best out yeah, brilliant, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think full credit to, and you can look at, a lot of players and like Renee that as with well. Neil Warnock as well. I think me and Josh, we had this conversation on WhatsApp, didn't we? There's a lot of players have improved under Neil Warnock. Josh Ruffles immensely mm-hmm. has improved. Romani Edmonds Green's improved. Um, Jack Redone has improved. Kean Harris coming through. There's a lot, isn't mm-hmm. the Sauber Thomas is getting back. Josh Caroma. There's a lot of players that have that have improved just with good man management. And that's uh, Neil Warnock's forte. But let's and, that, and that's the challenge for the uh, for the uh, yeah. incoming. We'll come to that shortly. Uh, Andy Mortby, let's have a look. He says, Rotherham, Helic was a rock. Helic, I detest Jordan Hugel. I absolutely hate him. He's such a dirty shithouse. He's just one of those players where if he's on your team, you probably like him. But if he's against you, not so much. Um, but Helic was outstanding against him. And there's that moment, wasn't there, where Hugel just got so frustrated. He just walked up to Helic and nipped him, didn't he? <laughs> you saw that, didn't you, Josh? And you just think, what a prick, Hugel. <laughs> Helic is getting the better of him. Early yeah. on, it's quite even. And then as the game went on, um, I don't, Hugo's not the naturally fittest. My mate's QPR fan. And he said that when he played for them, he was sort of, he'd have a good 20, 30 minutes and then he'd be knackered. And I think once we got past that stage, Helic just bossed him and he was getting frustrated. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it happens. It's, they're all wanting to win. Uh, Cal Dawson, I think Matt said, said this earlier, Keen struggled first half, but really gained confidence and improved as the game went on. Joshua Taylor says, brilliant to see Town playing promising football. Scoreline flattered Rotherham. Personally, could have easily been four or five, which is true. Uh, Thomas struggled with delivery early on in the game, but came good in the end. Um, that's that's one thing that we've not really covered. I think a lot of people look at Neil Warnock as a bit of a, not at Huddersfield, but outside, you know, the if you've not had Neil Warnock as a, a manager of your team, I think a lot of people just go, oh, dinosaur, plays long ball, clogger, yeah. hoofball. It's not the case, is it? It's not really the case yeah. at all. That We use the ball intelligently, I'd say. It, sometimes it goes forward early and quickly, but it's never just aimless punting, is it? It's um, I've really enjoyed watching Huddersfield Town this season, probably the most since... Would you say the most since David Wagner, maybe? Um, I think that's probably true because I, I really didn't yeah, like his own Cowley's. Corbran was a bit dull. The wins were good, but the football, maybe early Corbran was good, wasn't it? Maybe I've gone a bit too far back, but early Corbran was good. So, uh, But yeah, because you were about totally. to say, you? the football's decent, isn't it, under Neil Warnock? Totally agree, Matt. And, and again, I, it's time to, it's like, I feel like a ground in a trap ready for the chasing the Warnock air now, but totally agree. I think, it's such a misconception. The players that has improved, we just talked about when we're doing it there. There's, there's five or six players. You, you couldn't say many players, players, we said a lot with fathering them, but you could, the many players that improved, tell me who improved, really. There weren't were many. Where Warnock, I, I think you could. There's some of those people will say, well, it's, it's just man management. It's some of the best coaches kind of get, get 
criticised for like doing that. But again, Gareth Southgate is going to bring out England. But the way like other some players are playing well and, and the team has been playing well in the Southgate, I think people have been shouting at me now. But I think there's a lot of bollocks often talked about football management, Matt. To me, it's Robert's all about, about football and we're as bad as anyone, aren't we? But yeah, you are. Well, it's, it's about getting the best out of what you've got in it. That's management in any job, not just football. And I think he's done that and he's improved play. Whether whether you make players feel good about being confident and stuff, and I found it telling that he's saying as, as well, he's going to have five minutes with everyone, you know, afterwards. And I always remember that Etienne Kamara uh, thing with that. Again, it was a club video, wasn't it, where they were like going around the training ground and. Uh, he, he was chatting to him, wasn't he? And, and like this was a guy who was not even involved and even left the club. But the guy cares about uh, players, developing players, and his style of football. Honestly, uh, the trouble is, people watched that Blackburn game, mate, last season and laughed at us, you know, eighteen percent or whatever and stuff. And it was a bit of a freak game that for me, Matt. But but again, it, it, the Warnock uh, haters would have buzzed off that. Yeah, we didn't lose. Stuff. We didn't lose. Yeah, we did. So they agree. And this season, mate, it's been really watchable. And again. When we come to the discussion later on, I had no problems with Warnock continuing to make because one of my things, I remember Dave Attic saying, is we really want to see Warnock football for another season. But you know what, where it's been going, I, I, I stuck, you know, I would have quite been quite happy with that and entertained watching it, mate, because I didn't feel we're a negative team. We, we put players forward at the right time, we were hard to beat, and that's what you need in this division, mate. So massive thumbs up for him and. Yeah, if I if if someone uh, if his new club asking for a reference and run my number, mate, I'd be uh, telling him more. Uh, Talk to Brian. Yeah. Brian will Brian will give it here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's finish these. Let's finish these comments because we need to um, move on. Uh, Tom Ashley says Ben Wiles really seems to link up the play and looks just what we need. Radoni was really coming has really come into his own this season as well. Great physicality on Saturday. Helic unplayable man of the match for me. Everyone knows we're big Michael Helic. On this, uh, the only worry I do have our defence back we've seen it this season anyone with any pace is an issue to be fair they had a couple out wide into that but I just think it's kind of a slow set PC team like they have I think it plays into our hands but I do I'm still a bit concerned because they were excellent again but I'm concerned when you've got you know some quick forwards and stuff hopefully yeah Stoke it's can't get one deeper won't we I, uh, I think Heli the best best of what he does no one better than him in championship for me for a proper centre back Praise, big praise. Uh, Tom Bradshaw says, Town bossed it Saturday, a perfect warm-up performance. Thanks, Tom. Should be on the pod. Uh, ben HB says, agree. Sober Thomas' answer wasn't ideal, but it goes both ways. The agendas some fans have against him need to go as well and not just dump, jump on him whenever they get a chance. I completely agree, 100%. Um, no, Tom, what are you doing to us? Can you read that, Cosy? Says, Cosy, give us a no, song. What are you trying to do with us, Tom? Press delete on these comments, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this one's not bad from it. It says, Sauber is a dream for the for those boo boys. Those comments after the game are giving them fuel if he has a bad game soon. It's a shame. Uh, hopefully back to his best though now after a great performance on Saturday. Uh, and he also agrees that Mighty Pearson was class. And Mighty Pearson was uh, was phenomenally good without catching, I think, a lot of eyes. Um, Mark Harrison, one of our new writers. Thanks, Mark, for jumping aboard the Takes That Chance wagon. Uh, he says Hogwiles and Radoni look an excellent three in midfield. There's a little bit of everything in there, isn't there? Uh, Luke Wheelgus says we will be lucky to keep Radoni. He's echoing what you said, uh, Cosy there. Uh, Chris Watson, it's a little bit about Warnock. Um, let's have a look. Oh, and do you know what? Roblox Preppy. I've no idea about this name, but I do know Roblox is, um, is a game that people do. It's a little bit like Minecraft, isn't it? 
He said, it's scary that Jeremy Simpson had a good game. <laughs> Do you know what? I yeah. slate this, this guy, Jeremy Simpson, every time we get him, he is horrendous with us. But on Saturday, he was probably the best referee I've seen for about 12 months. He was excellent. He didn't get a single thing wrong. And, you know, sometimes you just have to say, do you know what? Fair play. And he was excellent. The only thing he got wrong was where the ball hit the crossbar and went out and he gave a corner because he thought Lee Nichols touched it. But his assistant referee said, actually, no, it's hit the bar. And he changed his mind. And I thought that was good in that he listened to his, uh, you know, his his, uh, assistant referee and and gave it. But I I thought that performance was, you know, we've had some shocking performances from, from referees over the last few years. And he's been the worst of most of them. But, I can't say anything bad about Jeremy Simpson. It's, it's unusual for me not to be able to say something bad about Jeremy Simpson after his referee does. Josh, you look like you've got something bad to say about Jeremy Simpson. Oh, no, no, not at all. <laughs> Refs are always better, always, always better when you win, aren't they? I know, I know. That's true. It is true. If we'd have lost, I'd have found something, I'm pretty sure. Um, Kyle Wilkinson says, uh, it is long ball. It's long ball from keeper. We need to play it. We need to play it out from the back and high pressing. He might be winding us up there. Um, yeah, so I think most of it is now on uh, Tom's saying it's on a train. And also Ben uh, Ben Wiles, uh, the Ben Wiles fanatic, is sending me abuse on WhatsApp. But um, we'll uh, just, let's just say it looks like Ben Stokes with uh, a foot smaller. But How we'll much would Elliot you want? For Elliot now, if you're on the market, six, seven, eight million? We got him for no, I don't, I don't think you're going to get that much for someone at his age. And I, I don't, I think he's worth more than double what we paid. We paid close to a million, didn't we? But he's definitely worth... I want five million, personally, but... Yeah, yeah. well, it's, it's all about who wants him, how many people want him, what his contract situation is. It's difficult, isn't it? Because it, it's a moving scale if he's... I think at the minute, you would probably... as Coming up to January, we would probably try and take the mick a bit by asking five or six, but you, I don't think you'd get half, mm. realistically. But I think what I'm trying to say is, mate, that if you... what. It's worth more to us, isn't he, than what that you'd get treble for what, what they were under Fotheringham and Schofield before and even maybe in some of Cobra and stuff. But we have uh, you know, we've got the guy just leaves the building in a we players in playing head out of the skin, to be honest with him. Brilliant. Still getting WhatsApps from uh, the short Ben Duckett, but we'll move on. Um right, so You've heard what we've had to say. Um, one thing that we're trying to do this season is we're trying to show you what, or, or, or bring to you the opposition view as well. And and Matt Lux is somebody who Cosy speaks to on a, a Thursday on the uh, West Yorkshire. Um, it would be, um, yeah, yeah. him, don't you, on a Thursday on the uh, West Yorkshire yeah. YouTube show. I yeah. can't really remember what it's called. Um, but he was very kind uh, to put this together last minute because I only asked him at about half past five and he threw this back straight away. So thank you very much, Matt, if you listen. And this is what Matt had to say on the game from a Rotherham fan uh, perspective. So Saturday was obviously a uh, bad afternoon for us. Um, I thought first 20 minutes it was basically even. I don't think either team particularly played well. Um, and then whenever the goal was, um, we, we don't... It's tough to go down one 0 against a Warnock team. That's that's obviously a very obvious and typical thing to say, but it just felt that way. As soon as we were one 0 down, we completely lacked ideas. You made you made things very very solid, and just we were we were completely lacking any ideas. Uh, we weren't able to find any gaps. Um, did a good job. Uh, Defence did a really good job on Jordan Hugel. He, he didn't have a didn't have a, didn't have a sniff of anything. Uh, this is a guy who can cause teams a lot a lot of problems. He didn't have a look in. Uh, the midfield was packed out. 
So we, there was not much coming through the midfield as well. If we're being all being honest with each other, it could have been four and five nil to Huddersfield. Um, that some of the chances that Huddersfield missed were awful misses. Um, we maybe had one or two chances um, to speak of. Um, so I think I think the result is is unquestionably, and from our point of view, sadly, uh, a fair result. Um, it's a reality check from our point of view. Whereas we we beat Norwich a couple of weeks ago, and we're all sort of thinking, "Oh, this is this is something we can build on. We can do some specially, you know, these this, these these good players are, you know, X, Y, and Z exciting." Um, everything's oh, we're going to go to Huddersfield, and it's going to be great. We, you know, they're they're struggling, sort of struggling as well, and we lost them rightly so lost. So I think from our point of view, it's it's a good reality check. Uh, sometimes you need that, you know. I think I think some people got carried away from our side, um, but to get beaten. You just sometimes hold your hand and say we were we were second best on the day, um, and hopefully that won't last. For, hopefully that won't happen again for us for for a little while. But yeah, we just feel by comfortable with a better team on the day, and uh, I haven't seen and I can't see why anybody would have any any other arguments with the, with that result. And there we go. That was uh, from uh, from your mate Matt there, Cosy. Um, very magnanimous, isn't he? Um, yeah, good fans are brother. Yeah, absolutely. Right, so uh, let's move on to uh, the press conference and the big news. I think we all knew this day would, would come at some point, didn't we? Um, probably a lot sooner than most of us thought until the news kind of got around on Friday. Um, and it spread like wildfire, didn't it? It was it was everywhere within, within a very short... I, I heard sort of Friday afternoon and... Not to, I'm not bragging or anything when I say this, but I tend to hear things quite early in the chain and I didn't really say anything to anyone. And then within an hour, it was pretty much everywhere. Uh, and it was just like um, Neil Warnock's leaving, but there was a lot of rumours as to why he was leaving. So it was it was important to um, have that press conference today. And uh, let's just summarise uh, summarize bits of it. Um, this afternoon, Jake Edwards advised that Wednesday evening will be the final game of Neil Warnock and Ronnie Jepsen's tenure. It's important as well to acknowledge Ronnie uh, in part of this. Uh, Ronnie's an absolute hero of mine, and I'm sure you guys and everyone that's listening as well, uh, what a guy Ronnie Jepsen is. Um, he said that all parties were clear that this was not a long-term appointment and that Neil Warnock was an appointment to essentially steady the ship. Uh, I'm paraphrasing slightly there. Uh, whilst key appointments were made off the pitch, uh, we've since got Mark Cartwright in as uh, a director of football. He's brought in um, his own uh, head of recruitment, hasn't he? Uh, is it Lee Mabry, the guy's called? I've just had a, a slight mental blank then. Uh, we've got our new brand advisor, haven't we? Um, that's coming in, uh, head of global branding, which a lot of people have sneered at, but I actually think that might be one of the key appointments that we make, uh, trying to spread the good word of Huddersfield town far and wide. Hopefully he's good at that. That would be fantastic. Uh, Kevin Nagel's obviously the owner, but he tends to prefer other people to do the job. And Jake Edwards is is obviously front and centre as the uh, chief operating officer, if you like, CEO. Um, so um, what he also said is we feel that we're ready to fulfil our long-term plans to drive the club back to the Premier League, which was nice to hear. It's nice to hear actual Huddersfield Town aiming for this rather than just being happy to survive in sort of 20th place year on year, which was the was the feeling you got before. Um, so it's nice to hear things like that. Um, so that's the long-term plan. And he says that we're ready to make a long-term appointment for Huddersfield Town to get back to the Premier League. And I, I felt long-term appointment was quite key in that. Um, Jake Edwards, Neil Warnock denied it was due to any rift. They denied uh, both denied that it's anything to do with the transfer budget, any falling out or how it's come about. People will have their own theories and that's fine. 
I think what we'll work from on this podcast is what we've learned and what we've been told in the press conference. So if people want to say and chat about O'Neill Warnock's, you know, again, I'm just, this is not what I've been told, but if people want to say Neil Warnock's ill and he's not able to do it, fine, people can say that, but we'll concentrate solely on what we do know. And that's what we've been told today. Um, there's a couple of a couple of questions, really. I think the first thing that came to mind for me was, is this the right time? I think there's a reason why you could say yes, and I think there's a reason why you could say no. And I think the reason why you would say yes is, is that it, you know, they've made these key appointments. It it's, gives people the time, or it gives the new manager a lot of time to analyze the squad before January, uh, where I believe we may have a few nickels to spend. Um, maybe not. A lot, but we maybe have something to spend there. No um, nickels, <laughs> Lee Nichols. Yeah, oh, that, I've probably done something. I've probably inadvertently said something there. I, I didn't think I was saying. Uh, but you, you can also say why? Why no? Because it's Neil Warnock is why um, you don't think it's the right time. I, I don't think the fans are are ready to see him go. I wasn't ready to see him go. Josh was good. Um, Cosy were good. Are the players ready for it? Neil Warnock says he's not retiring. So obviously, Neil Warnock doesn't. You know, it wasn't something for Neil Warnock to do until they let him retire. Uh, there's a lot of questions that, that people will ask. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll throw that out to you guys on uh, that are watching the podcast as well. Um, let us know what you, what you think about it, because I'll start to read the comments out. I'll throw that at you guys. Um, Posse, is this the right time for Huddersfield Town to move on? You know what, Mike? It's just an emotional washing machine today. And it's been, you would have to watch machine. I like that. 51 minutes uh, of pure emotion, to be honest, they were quite, uh, I was there on holding back the tears, but this was generally a man who did not want to go. This was, in my opinion, this is generally a man who doesn't want to leave after Wednesday night, and they're pretty good, to be honest with you, but obviously we know Warnock uh, sometimes can play the game, but this looked a big surprise to me, to him, and... Uh, I think the key thing for me, Matt, is that it, obviously it was one more year, but it sounds like see us, I think we all thought you'd see us to the end of the season where just listening to Jake Edwards today, I'm not, the agreement seems to be see us into the season and if things, I don't know, I, it didn't seem as, it seemed as Dr. Warnock, not to Jake Edwards, but I think I think the fan base as well, I'd, let's just say that, I can't remember that West Brom guy were clean through and Nichols misses it and West Brom win 2-1 and then we, we play a scrappy 0-0 against Rotherham. I, I just wonder whether people's feelings will be different, but obviously you've got to go with what we've had and, and two wins and I think people are thinking that the wins are kind of challenging it really as well. But So taking that emotion out, I can't, I'm honestly, it's, it's been tough like watching that. So I had half an hour kind of to think about it and I just think, they, they must be sure that they've got it, the bullseye. They've got the, the guy they want. It's as simple as that for me. You surely don't risk and make that change now. And knowing that the popular man, I've never known a, a guy such a unite a fan base in such a short space of time. The fan base was on its ass, mate. There were people not going anymore. You know, the club were fractured. It's incredible. It's, it's, it's hard to underestimate what Warnock's done. So... The kind of when it's just started to get exciting again, the team are engaged, we're winning games, we've had a tough start, we've played well in all them games, I think, early on, by the maybe Norwich game, you could argue. All of a sudden, just to pull the rug out now and to say, see you later, Neil and, and Ronnie, it's, it's kind of a, I was 
obviously when you, you knew a bit before me, Matt, but I were like, wow, this is, this is quite surprising really as well. And I just took out of that today. There's a guy that didn't want to go. Jake Edwards we've got the guy, the man uh, to take us forward. So just kind of pulling away from that now without the emotion of it all. I'm quite excited, to be honest with you. And, and I just think the club have been really brave here. Uh, there's a lot, of, obviously, everyone's in WhatsApp groups and stuff, and I've seen so much difference of opinion as well. But I, I applaud Tam for being brave. The, the easiest thing to do would have been come to keep Warnock there for a long time, maybe till May. But as I've posted some of these WhatsApp groups, when is the right time? Some people are saying Christmas. Why is it Christmas? Why? Just because the window's open again. So I can kind of see the dope. If it ain't broken, don't fix it. Um, get the points on the board for Christmas, don't you? That, I suppose that would be yeah, where Yeah, and obviously, we're well, I'm going to say, we won two games, but, you know, we're far from safe. But I just feel back and think, this is quite good. That other still town, I've got people in who's got the balls to, mm. yeah, we, we got our man. And, and, and yeah, I'm with you, Matt, Jake Edwards, whether it's high in the sky, but him talking about Premier League, where they belong, get us back to the Premier League. He said that a couple of times. It, I was like, wow, this is, this excites me. And, but they've got a part of the emotion of Warnock. And I think Wednesday night, I'll, like many people, I'll be struggling with it all, to be honest with you, just praying that we can get that result for him. But it's, I'm the one that wanted to go, to, to go in the summer, to be honest, Matt, because I just wanted the other elder die the health issues and what have you and that as well because he looked drained as, as you would be but I was going to the sun Neil t- take your glory the statue will be built mate you've done all you need to do here so I was really shocked that he carried on and then I thought I, I don't. I think he really would have lost the first 12 games I don't think his legacy had been disappeared but, but in a way I've got what I want now Matt, because he's going to go out with Zed Eldai we've won the two games he leaves the club in a so much better place part of me thinks could that happen but I can kind of see why the club did what they did but I thought it'd go on longer than this. So I'm excited, mate. My um, my feelings are sadness, but excitement. Uh, I'll bring you in, Josh. I had a question I was going to ask you about a minute ago, and it's just absolutely gone out of my head. This is what happens when you hit 40. You know, you just forget everything that you, you had, you know, one minute before. Um, so um, we'll read out some comments. So there's a lot of comments coming in about this, which is really good. So keep those coming. We'll, 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 We'll read those out in a minute. And Luke Wielgus says, "Is it brave or stupid, though, Cosy? That was that was one thing, and that is that is a good Ooh, question. Yeah. What I was going to ask Josh. I'm this is the great thing. This is the great thing about not hitting that you know old age yet um, is you can all of a sudden recover and remember. What I was going to ask is when when they talk about the Premier League and getting back to the Premier League in three years, you've then got to back this up, haven't you? You can't now go out and appoint." don't really want to be unkind to anybody. Let's have a look at the uh, list I've got here. There were a couple of people that really uninspiring that came up. Dean Holden, for example, um, he's not going to get the job, so I'll, 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 I'll say Dean Holden. So you don't really want to go out and appoint somebody and everyone goes, who's that? Because that doesn't, the, the, the ambition then doesn't line up, does it really? So it's a huge appointment is this, isn't it? Especially if you're talking. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? 
Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Long term, back to the Premier League. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit on the next man in a second, but you've got to back this this talk up. I know that I know people hold onto uh, a lot of words and throw away words quite dearly, don't they? Sometimes, but you know, if you mention your plans and getting back to the Premier League and this three year cycle, which Neil Warnock threw in first, really, Jake Edwards didn't, did he? It was it was more Neil Warnock who threw that that bomb into the into the proceedings. But you know, Jake Edwards didn't deny it. Um, so you've got to, like I say, you've got to back it up, haven't you, Josh? Yeah, those two words, Premier League, um, I think clubs shied away from talking about that at all, really, since we've come back down. No one's really come out and said, we're going to get back to Premier League um, until today. Um, you know, and if, if it doesn't happen, you know, fans aren't going to, if we're doing well in the championship, let's be, let's be realistic, fans are going to be happy. Um, but it's, it's nice to have, you know, to know that the people in charge are trying to aim as high as they can. Um, I, I agree with what Cosy said, really. It's sadness tin, like, and excitement at the same time. Um, so from my point of view, I was born during Warnock's first spell in charge. So it was, and I've been a big fan of him for many years. So for people <laughs> might, it, it was great. It was great to have the chance to have him as our manager again. And uh, I've loved listening to all the press conferences and everything. You know, you don't need to tell you don't you don't need me to tell you what a great character he is. And you know, it's got people interested in town again, uh, both fans of town and wider. You know, I go into work and people like know what our result was and what we're up to because of because of uh, Warnock in charge. People are interested, um, and like on national radio and stuff like that, I get we get mentioned on Talk Sport because because of Neil Warnock. Um, so I was good that he's leaving because so early in the season, um, my initial thought was it must be his decision. But obviously, from what we've seen today in the press conference, that's not the case. Um, it's, it is strange timing to um, part ways so early in the season. But my all I can think is the club must have someone that they've been speaking to who they've lined up clearly and they're going to announce later this week. And it must be someone that they feel is, is going to take us on a journey, whether it ends up in the Premier League or not. That's, you know, time will tell. But they must think there's someone there. We've got to get them now before they go elsewhere. Um, and that's the only way it would make sense for me because, as we can see, Warnock's got the team playing well. Um, two back-to-back wins. Hopefully we can make it three on Wednesday. But there'd be no reason to um, to change it now other than there's someone that we need to get in right now. Um, so that's, that's a, you know, a positive way of looking at it. And uh, also getting the manager in now gives them time to assess the squad um, ahead of January rather than if they came in at Christmas and, you know, they don't really know the squad. So at least they've got a bit of time between now and the, the next window to uh, have a look what, what they think we need and hopefully take us forward and build on the, Incredible job that Neil did. If you look, the job for someone to come into now is so much more appealing than it was when uh, Neil came in, because we were we were down and out. Let's be honest, we were planning for League One, 
local administration. Um, and he's overseen that. And that, like I said, he's come in, he's done what he was asked to do and more. And uh, if it all goes wrong, we can always get him back in February. Look at that, Cosy. Clippable content from Josh Phillips there. You can tell why he works for PDC, can't you? The big boys there. That was that was decent, yeah. that. Um, well, when he would have Warnock, he's, we're born in his first spell. God, it makes me feel so... Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. This, this made me laugh. Sorry, Josh. I was smiling halfway through because we got a response online from Roblox Preppy, uh, which says, just realised my daughter has changed my username on YouTube. It's Dean Smith. Yeah, we know who you are, Dean, now, so that's that's fine. Dean, okay. if you want to be like Rob- Dean, if you like Roblox, just... Just roll with it, mate. It's fine. You know, we all we all have our little vices, don't we? Did so, a good job at Bernadine, but not at Norwich, mate. Let's see if he's in the running for the job. Yeah, maybe he's doing his homework here, Cosy. Maybe it's that Dean Smith. Who knows, eh? Um, but I think yeah, it's an important point that Josh made there, though, just about the state of the club. I mean, yeah, you can. it's an obvious thing probably to say that, you know, the division that we're in now, but I don't think it's just that. I think it's just... He's, he's brought the, the fan base together. I just think if you're on the outside looking in, and, and obviously the new owner, totally agree. It's just it's a much more uh, attractive job, and you know it's uh, it's it's incredible. It is astonishing because we were finished. It is pretty incredible, mate. I had just in such a short space of time, and I, I don't think there's many people in Brit, in British football that in world football that could have done this. The new one, or could anyone have done it, Matt? Because um, from the start, the David Wagner, why not? But I think one thing I'll say as well is that I did last year, not to just push videos that I create and stuff, but I created that video last year, which was the story of last season, which was um, essentially black and white, where when we were rubbish with Schofield and bothering him, just to give it that sort of sad feeling, and then beat it up and show how happy and good things were under Neil Warnock. And that was so much fun to create. That that took me half as long as what they usually do because it was just so much fun looking back over um, the performances under Neil Warnock and the um, the com- press conferences and picking little sound bites out. And it has been so much fun having Neil Warnock back because it's so easy to forget. Well, it's not easy to forget for people like us how dull Huddersfield Town were when Mark Fotheringham was here, having to listen to listen, listen to listen. It was just. It was just a bad time and, you know, Carlos Corbran did a great job for us, you know, no no arguments. He wasn't the most inspiring either, was he, at times, but Neil Warnock's brought a lot of fun back and Josh also mentioned as well that inadvertently, or maybe not inadvertently, but he brought a profile back to Huddersfield Town as well and he elevated Huddersfield Town's profile on the national stage as well. So he's done a lot for Huddersfield Town on and off the field and me and Cozzy are old enough to remember that, um, 94, 95 team on even, you know, 93, 94. But that 94, 95 team was the first team that I ever, as a kid, fell in love with. You know, 1 to 14, absolutely loved every player. The 91, 92 team was great, but I loved nine, eight or nine of them. I, did, I wasn't so keen on John Kelly. And I think anyone who's seen him will understand why. But, you know, the, but that Neil Warnock team was just so great to watch because they all scrapped for each other. They fought for other. They, they had that. Uh, one in all in mentality as well. Do you know where one one guy gets pushed and then everybody's in? You know they're all in it together and with such big characters. And you know, Cosy and I have spoke to a lot of them. You know, doing cult heroes series. You know, we spoke to Pat Scully, uh, Darren Bullock. You know, and he, you know he's given us a lot. And I would love to be able to sit down with Neil one and Ronnie Jepson in particular one day and just do one episode with them. And I think if I could do one with Neil Warnock, Ronnie Jepson, 
not at the same time, differently, and David Wagner. I think I would just quit the pod because I just don't think I could ever top doing that. And those, you know, those three are right up there in my uh, estimations as a Huddersfield Town fan. But let's go through some of the comments and then what we'll do is we'll come back to who's maybe in the running uh, for the job. And that is always interesting, isn't it? When the when the bookies throw the names in and you just roll your eyes at the initial selection, don't never you? Never right. Never right, mate. Trust me. I work for one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should be doing this then, Cosy. You should have given, given us a you should have drawn the uh, odds up for us. Get it get it up. Um but let's uh, let's just go through. I'm nowhere at Topolo, mate. Keep me out of it. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, lucky boy, Harry. Um Tom Bradshaw, what's he saying here? One million and some paint for the stadium. I've got no idea what Tom's on about here. He's he's getting drunk on the train, I think. What about Helic? Oh, right. I see. I see. Tom's gone loco. Uh, let's have a look. Um, Brad HDFC says, probably end up with some random manager again. I hope not. I don't think we will, Brad. I think the club have got quite a clear plan on this one. It's just a feeling again. I've got absolutely no foundation for that, but I've just got a feeling that the club have found someone and gone, do you know what? He's decent. He's going to be our guy for the next few years. And one person who I don't think it will be in a million years, Aurelienko, uh, is Jesse March. I, I just don't see that. That just seems like a lazy rumour from, you know, you can tell when a lazy rumours come from Huddersfield Town fans because they're just so easy to finger. And Matt, do you believe that one? I don't know who it is because it's interesting in the business. When Dean Oil was in charge, everyone kind of seemed to know who we were getting and this, that and the other, but it was incredible today. Catherine and I couldn't get a word out of Jake Edwards even Warnock said, and I kind of thought, I think he's been honest here. You know, I don't think he knows. It seems to me, is this a new way of doing business now where, you know, even Alan Nixon's not got a clue and stuff. Well, what are you trying to say about Dean, Cosy? What are you doing there? <laughs> no, no I, love his, I love his Q&As, mate, but I don't. <laughs> Nigel Clemens used to enjoy him. <laughs> yeah, true. I, I, think, I think Neil knows. Do you think Got he does? I think I think if it was Chris Wilder, Neil wouldn't be sat there, would he? So I think that's uh, that's one thing. I don't think the club would do that to him. Either. Um, Andy Morby says it's going to be an American Mark Fotheringham, so that'll be interesting. Maybe Bruce Arena. Uh, Steve Brailsford, I'm sure that used to be a, the cycling guy for Team Sky, said so Jake says that the new guy has experience at this level. Terrier484 says, when is a managerial appointment long-term yeah. these days? That's a really good one. Like yeah. Yeah, that's a really good one. Aurelienko then says Biel, so that's that's not happening. Um, Luke Wielgus uh, says, I think there's a bit more to it than what the club have let on, but it works well for all parties to part amicably. Um, yeah, possibly, but we, we, like I said earlier, we're just going to work from what we know at the moment. Yeah, potentially. Um, Luke Wielgus also says Darren Moore. We'll, we'll talk about people like that in a minute, um, which Steve Brailsford says Moore would be a risk. Um, James Vaughan? Um, says just open. It's not knee-jerk reaction to results uh, pre-West Bromwich and tweets back. I don't think it is James. I really hope that's the James Vaughan that used to play for us. If it is, you know, there's a cult hero series episode. Wait, you're about twenty-five corner flags. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll send you the bill for the corner yeah. flags. Uh, JF says it's the wrong time, but I get that the new manager's uh, timings dictated things. Um, well, people will be saying this now. Can't these two games? I don't know, mate. It's it's if we win games, no. If we lose games, yes. That's the way football works, isn't it? Um, Stuart Barraclough says Nathan Jones, you've been gone too long. Ah. Nathan Jones is a lovely opinion of people from Huddersfield, doesn't he? That we've seen before. I I do not think that this football club is that tone deaf to appoint Nathan Jones. So I think those 
who think Nathan Jones will be the next manager probably will be relieved uh, when the new man's announced. I've got no, absolutely no inside information as to who the new manager is. I've got theories like everyone else, but my theory is that it's not going to be Nathan Jones. Uh, Nick Jenkinson says, uh, no thanks, Ree Jones, horrible thick person. So Nick's absolutely no doubt whatsoever uh, <laughs> apart <laughs> on his feelings uh, on Nathan Jones, and I'm sure that's echoed across the board. Um, Chips says, uh, it feels it's a shame. I honestly think he could have had a good tune out of these players. Best man for the job this season. Yeah, I, I do feel a bit that way as well, to be honest. But until we see the new man, we don't really know, do we? Um, Gamer oh, James yeah. says, it doesn't look good, does it? Hire a manager on a 12-month deal that was never likely to be seen through and then let that manager make changes to the coaching staff only to let them all go. Um, yeah, there's a there's a, a good point to that, uh, James. But I do understand that uh, just from the way contracts work, they will have had a compensation figure agreed in that contract and that compensation figure will not move whether they're sacked after one week or 11 months and, and 51 weeks. So uh, I'm pretty sure that that will be the, the case. Could be wrong, uh, but I'd, probably not. Uh, Terrier 484 says, well, what was the point in persuading Warnock to stay this season and let him go after six games? Um, tell you someone will be pissed off and that'll be uh, Clem, their goalkeeper coach, won't it, who got binned for Neil Warnock's backroom team and then six weeks later, here we are. By the by again. Uh, Stephen Batley says, I applied for the job in 1995 when Neil Warnock last left. A lovely rejection letter on my downstairs loo wall. Do you think I should apply again or do you reckon they've already got someone lined up? You know what, Stephen, I reckon they've got someone lined up, but, you know, throwing your hat in the ring can never be a bad thing, can it? So, you know, um, Jan Ziver got the job at Huddersfield Town, so who knows how that came up. So uh, you never know, do you? Um, Brad, HTFC, says, uh, it just seems a bit strange, just as we were on the up. I hope they get things right. Um, and we'll just come through to some of the ones at the bottom. Um, Gamer James thinks it's going to be a, quite a big one. Uh, I'm quite excited, as long as it's not Nathan Jones. Um, which Aurelienko says, if Nathan Jones gets it, long live King Nathan. And do you know what? If Nathan Jones gets it, then unfortunately we'd, we'd have to get behind him, wouldn't we? So I think there's um, definitely sense in that. Um, Terry, for it, for three year plan to get to the Premier League. He's not, uh, doesn't quite believe that, which is fine. Uh, Steve Brailsford says there is be, there'll be unrest in the dressing room if it is the disruptive Jones. Um, we can see now why I'm saying the football club Hopefully it's not that tone deaf to Nathan Jones because you do need the fans on board. And unfortunately, despite us saying we need get behind the new man, I'm not sure that would happen with, uh, with Nathan Jones. Uh, Steve B says, optimistic in regards to what the future holds, hoping this appointment is the right one for us. We can't be getting Neil back in February. Um, and then JF also says, I'll miss Tom Bradshaw's Boat Warnock on the AHTTC preview. Yeah, well, that and we'll miss his drawings. I, admit, Matt, I, didn't, uh, as well. I must have kind of dozed up on that. Jake Edwards said that someone with championship experience. I didn't hear him say that, but obviously, I've not did. seen that either. But I'll just take Steve's word for it at the moment because uh, that yeah. rules out a lot of people. Then. A lot, a lot, of yeah. People. That's the getting name touted about today a bit, Matt. But his stock's fallen a lot, I think. But obviously, yeah, you know, we'll have a look at those yeah. in a minute, mate. Uh, we'll just there's only a last couple here. Um, Chris Green says, I wanted to keep the bloke. I wasn't ready to see him go yet. I love him too much. And the selfies. Chris gets a selfie with Neil Warnock every week, doesn't he? 
Uh, I'll miss him and the selfies. And the new appointment better be right. It has to be. Has to be very photogenic for Chris as well, I reckon. Um, and he also says, hey, Matt, I'm doing so good on the YouTube video, creating over 100 subscribers, 103 to be example, and I continue to get positive feedback on the match day vlogs. Keep it up, Chris. I know Cozzy and Pozza watch them as well, amongst, amongst other people. So keep uh, keep it up, mate. Keep trying hard. I'm sure everyone appreciates what you're doing. And Matt, then the last... I've got a question for you, mate. Are you going to let me finish these? Yeah, just one more, mate. One more. I've got a question All right, you've, you've, you've capped me. I think that's fair enough. And I'll go with Pal from America, who came over to watch us against Sheffield United. Jonathan Ford, um, top guy. He says, Paolo Sousa, by office contract in Serie A now. Led some exciting stuff, made Poland national team look like Man City. Uh, I wish Is that the bloke we met in the, in the pub after Sheffield United? Yes, that's the one. Good lad. Uh, Jonathan, good to see you, mate. Yeah. Cosy. Good to see you. Over to you, bud. Yeah, Matt, the question is, and again, obviously, one not following Fothering him, but one, we want not to do much better. I think someone, one of us three could have done better for a few months. But how hard is it going to be? The next person going in is following a legend of Huddersfield Town, so the old Alex Ferguson scenario. At a time when the, t- when the team uh, were turning things around, players, by, how hard is that going to be for a, someone to follow that? that that, that's my only worry, really. It's like, if he's following a string of bad appointments, then it's like, okay, you know, but it's to, just to pull the rug out of a legend and, like, bundle this guy in right. He is the... You need a big personality, don't you? It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to need someone with big cajones, mate. That's the, flip side of what, that's the flip side of what Jake Edwards was saying. Um, he was saying about appointing a manager from a position of strength um, mate, is a positive, which it is. But on the flip side of that, you've got to hit the ground running because yeah. you're taking over from a club legend. Um, David May says he never said championship experience in the presser today. And I know Cosy's going to say, David May, you only played two games. Oh, 45 minutes on loan <laughs> for us back in 1999. You break us no, no. <laughs> So I don't think it's that, Dave May. But, um, if I didn't hear that, Matt. Hear I did hear that. And where did that Top Sports shit come out? Oh, sorry, one of our uh, partners here. Uh... <laughs> Sports said it would have bothering, bothering. I can't go over my mind. He's getting a bit worried. This, you want to say oh, something about no. Magic Rock Brewing as well? We are right, Cozzy, and just kill off all <laughs> our sponsorship. Deal. Sorry, Talk Sport. I love you really bad. Yeah, game day, Saturday, no better program. But uh, they, they, again, that was a weird tweet. Some like uh, foreign, a foreign coach coming in. So, oh, where's the foreign coach? From? Yeah, I've seen. Um, I don't know. Um, it was the sun, wasn't it? It's in the sun as well, um, which obviously scumbag newspaper and all that. But um, this foreign coach could mean Welsh, could it? So it could be Nathan Jones. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Or it could just be for, oh, got a guy from abroad. Uh, so, shall we go through? Um, some of, oh, Josh Taylor says, just want to say, always love the pod and thank you for the shout out. Josh, if you say nice things like that, you'll get a shout out every week. Um, yes, yeah, so let's look through the early favourites in lieu of uh, Cosy doing his job. Uh, the early favourites are Darren Moore at 7-2 and Nathan Jones at 7-2. Uh, I've covered Nathan Jones slightly. Darren Moore, less is more. No, I don't think he really ticks. I think, I think in terms of a man manager, you've got, you've, got, um, you've got a man manager there who's a decent man manager. I think the criticisms of Darren Moore have always been about his lack of tactical acumen. I don't know if that's fair or not. Um, so you would imagine... 
Darren Moore's a great guy, isn't he? You hear him speak. What a what a lovely man Darren Moore is. So you've got a personality there who could replace Neil Warnock. Sure. Do you have the tactical acumen? I'm not sure. I'd probably need to speak to someone who supports Sheffield Wednesday just to see what they say. I know Chris at Albion Anal- and Albion Analysis as well. So I'd probably double check with them first to see what they say. But that's the only thing I've heard negatively about Darren Moore is tactics is not not his forte. So, you know, you can pair him with somebody where it is and maybe that works, but I'm not sure if Darren Moore fits really. Does he fit? I'm, I don't know. Um, I, I think I one thing I've not mentioned, Josh, is the Huddersfield Town, uh, Kevin Nagel and Jake Edwards have been big on, on, on saying we're bringing the academy back. And so what I think we're going to look for is a builder, if you like. Not a scaffolder, but a builder. Um, someone who can build a team, someone who, um, someone who's good at bringing through youth, and somebody who doesn't have key players sold and then loses uh, loses it a little bit. Um, Carlos Cabran, um, and someone who's got who can plan contingencies around that. And I'm sort of looking at, you know, someone like uh, how Brentford discovered Thomas Frank, for example. You know, somebody, you know, there's a the head, there's a manager there whose next role will probably be Man United or something like that. You know. Yeah, but um, when Thomas Frank was appointed, yeah, if we find it is equivalent now, that wouldn't go down well, would it? And also, he had a terrible start, at Brentford. He did, yeah, he did. Um, he absolutely did. But you know, they they stuck with what they believed in there, didn't they? But it, it, for me, it's going to be a builder. I'm not sure Darren Moore fits is why why I'm saying that. Paul Heckingbottom's third on the list. What's all that about? Paul Heckingbottom and the the lover of referees. Uh, interesting what he said the other day, wasn't he, about referees? Yeah. Um, that's Matt, no chance, surely. No chance. Matt, interesting what you were saying there. Winding it on to the end of the season now. A another has come in. We don't know who he is. What would be the end game? I mean, obvious thing to stay in the division, but where would you want the club to be in May with this new man? Where, or building, where building forwards. Um, players improved. You know, we, we talked about how War- it's, it's going to sound like Neil Warnock this. But somebody who can improve and develop young players. And Brahim Diara is someone we didn't mention who, who came on a lot under Neil Warnock. And we saw that first conversation, didn't he, when he first walked through the door with him? Uh, somebody who can manage and improve these young players. So we're looking at further improvements in Ridoni. We're looking at further improvements in Pat Jones. Um, Saab is probably at that age where he's not going to have that sharp arise. Kean Harrod, someone who can do that. So we're looking at young players coming through into the team. We're looking maybe at a couple of January signings. Somebody where Premier League teams will send will happily send loan players to, like we've had in the past with you know your Levi Colwills, etc. Um, somebody where we will be looked at as a, a top option to do that, and a head coach who's very modern in his methods who can drive that forward, and 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 people will be happy to send to. Um, and obviously, staying in the Championship is absolutely key. Uh, otherwise, the whole house falls down, doesn't it? With with what you're trying to do, yeah. so. I think that's an interesting uh, point, Matt. I think we've talked about the pluses we want, but I think the negatives, I think we've got to be honest and say, I don't think many Premier League managers, he's obviously had his running to be a lot of people, but I, I don't think many people are wanting to, well, the facts speak for themselves, whether these young Premier League footballers or young footballers that teams want to see developed under, one of which, which again kind of counters what we've just said, how it's developed our own, but I don't know. Yeah, it just seems to be. Yeah, it's yeah it's, I just think people have got this impression like Neil Warnock and obviously must have had run-ins in the past, so they're just not entertaining. I think that went against us massively, mate, in the windows and and I don't think it did Warnock's case for staying 
you know, much much good really as well, which is sad. I hate to say it, but them are the facts, I think, mate. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at some of the comments coming through, so I'll get to some of your comments as well in a minute. Um, yeah, uh, somebody's mentioned, actually, I'll, I'll mention this now while we're, while we're in there. Let's have a look. N Shackle. I recognise that name from down at the Mac. Uh, it says, rumours the Sheffield United plan to replace Heckingbottom with Wilder imminently. I like Heckingbottom, but I don't see that happening. Yeah, if, if Heckingbottom gets sacked from Sheffield United and he takes the Huddersfield job, then he will sacrifice a rather large payout from Sheffield United, I imagine, for less money to coach Huddersfield Town. So, um, yeah, I don't see that either. Um, Liam Richardson is fourth on the list. He feels very Lee Bromby because he's from Leeds. Um, <laughs> very local. Um, I don't see that. To be honest, Craig Bellamy, again, I don't see that. One name that came to me at the end of last week who's on the list is Slavisa Jukanovic. I don't know if there's any truth in it. He feels a little bit boom and bust in some ways. You know, he, he kind of comes in, he's a very slow start, and then his teams catch fire, and then he seems to get sacked. That doesn't seem like the why he gets sacked. I'm not sure. I think. Was it Watford who got promoted and kind of went, right, he's not a Premier League manager, off you go, and then just brought someone else in, didn't they? Um, they do that with everyone, though, don't they? Yeah, they do that with everyone. And Fulham, I think I think he was very good in the Premier League with Fulham, but I don't think that's going to be a problem for us, is it, in the immediate future? Um, <laughs> interesting name. I don't think we've quite got the players for Slavisi Kanovic at the minute, um, to be blunt. Um, mm. you know, But it'd be an interesting one. I thought that's one of the names that came up, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I can, I can kind of see... Why the that name's interesting, but I can't. I yeah. don't really see him coming here either. But he's the first one you've said that is a, a, some sort of possibility. The others you've said, I, I don't see at all. Oh. Um, but even like you said, I don't think it's the right fit, and I'd be surprised. Um, very different character to Warnock as well. So yeah, mm. Wayne Rooney is next on the list. Um, I mean, when you talk about global brands, they're talking about global brands and building Huddersfield up as a brand. Uh, Wayne Rooney as manager would help with that, no doubt. Um, did a good job at Derby, I thought, Wayne Rooney. Would he sacrifice... To be honest, without being cruel to Huddersfield Town, it feels like Derby, Washington, D.C., Huddersfield is a backwards step in terms of profile for him. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure I see that. Um, Dean Holden's the next one uh, I think Dean Holden's just got a very good agent who seems to get him mentioned with a lot of things Anthony Barry uh, who was one of the player, uh, players one of the coaches we looked at when we appointed Fotheringham is on the list uh, my understanding is that Anthony Barry wanted to go to the World Cup with uh, Belgium at the time he was involved with Roberto Martinez wasn't he um, I'm not sure of his status at the minute um, but he's a name that keeps doing the Rounds and he feels like a very Dean Hoyle kind of appointment. Does Anthony Barry as well? But I, I don't know if he's if he's for us now. Dean Smith um, or Roblox Preppy, as he's often called uh, in in some circles, um, didn't really do well at Norwich, but fantastic at at, at Walsall and uh, did a good job at Aston Villa. Leicester, I think you can discount the Leicester job he came in sort of with a month ago, didn't he? And I don't think you can. Yeah, Matt, it do it for me. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that's a bad a bad idea. Steve Bruce is the next, you know it's a better idea than Steve Bruce who's who's behind him. Um, then there's Phil Neville, Frank Lampard. I don't think Frank Lampard drops to manage Huddersfield Town. I really don't. Um, 
even though I don't think he's particularly great, to be honest. Saudi Arabia, um, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, he's built for that, isn't he? Um, John Terry and Ashley Cole round up the um, round that up. And John Terry's someone I'm, I've always been quite interested as to why he's not got a manager job yet. Um, I'm not sure I want Huddersfield Town to find out if he's any good as a manager, though. That's that's the that's the thing. Um, but he's got experience at this level uh, as the number two to Dean Smith. Um, but I don't know. Um, I don't know with that one. I, I don't really see it. There's no name on that list that kind of jumps out. And I look at that and think he ticks all the boxes. If you know what I mean, it feels like we would have to make some sacrifices on some of them. And I had a look around to see who I would like. And there was one name that I liked. And I know Cosy will like this because they, they, they have, they share hairstyles uh, and Cosy's all, all about the follicles. Aren't you, buddy? Um, and there's one man who's not on the list who's been a coach since 2012. And this is who I would pick as Huddersfield head coach. And I, I will be honest, I'm not sure if it's possible or likely, uh, but he's been a coach since 2012. He's had a couple of caretaker gigs. Uh, he's been at Brentford for a while, so he's seen that model. He's been at Man City in their under 18s and 23s. He's worked his way through that process. He's been to Birmingham. And is with the FA at England, and he's he's now the England under twenty one coach, which is Lee Carsley, and he he ticks a lot of boxes for me. Does Lee Carsley? Um, he you know he, he's been through the Brentford, like I say, he's been through the Brentford model, which is um, something I think Huddersfield Town will aspire to um, going forward. So he gets that. He's been at Man City. He's got a lot of links to youth. Uh, academies and clubs throughout the country. So his grasp of uh, being able to bring in young players on loan will be good. Um, the football he plays is really good as well. It's it's that I think is, they've not actually said, have they, what kind of style we're going to look for, which is interesting. And I think they're op- maybe open to interpretation on that. But, you know, the football he plays is good. One of the, uh, maybe one of the uh, stumbling blocks is compensation that we'd have to pay for him. I'm not sure what that would be. And of course, he's working for the FA and England, which is which carries a lot of kudos. Whereas Huddersfield Town maybe doesn't in some circles. So, and I think the Republic of Ireland are quite interested in him as well. But for me, yeah. he's he would be my pick if it was possible. And I just with under Dean Hoyle, I would have an idea, a really good idea of who we could get and, and come up with some realistic options. Under Kevin Nagel, I'm still struggling to kind of work out where we would look and would we pay compensation? Would we do this? Would we do that? What what we're looking for? So I'm still sort of trying to work that out at the minute in my head. Uh, usually after a while, I, I get a reasonable grasp on that. But yeah, sorry for me, to, Josh, for me, Josh to, uh, Carsley would be my initial pick. And I do realise there's a lack of experience in the championship there, but I, th- I think I think he's, uh, he's doing a good job at the minute. Sorry to piss on your bonfire a bit, but he's the favourite to succeed Southgate as England manager. Yeah, that'd be a no <laughs> for us then, wouldn't it? But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've, I've heard all sorts with that. I've heard Pep Guardiola might be interested. I, I think um, I think the guy that's going to take over is probably not on the list that you just mm. read out. Yeah, I don't. Look at remember Fotheringham. He was nowhere in the list. Not not that I'm saying. <laughs> Hopefully, well, he should be nowhere in the list. He should be nowhere in any list, Josh. That's the thing. You know what I mean? There was no mention of him at all, was there? So I think it might be similar. It'll be 
someone that's not been mentioned, really. Oh. Mm. Which is a bit of a... Do you, two have, do you two have any preferred candidates or preferred... I like, I like Stephen Schumacher. Yeah, would he come? I don't think he'd come. I don't think he'd come. The worry I've got a little bit, Matt, is just, obviously, people... It feels like to me, with a lot of fans, if it's not a name they've not heard of, people are going to think it's bothering them again. And then come to where that first game, say we get beat 3-0 that Monday night in front of the sky, it's like, hang on a minute, you've binned off a manager who, like, had as calmly with a legend, blah, 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 and all of a sudden he's on the wrong foot. And I know you could say, well, you know, time, but, you know, Michael Duff uh, walked into Swansea, lost his South Wales derby, had a shocking start, and all of a sudden he's under pressure. So Give it a is- week, he might be available, yeah. <laughs> So, I just think it's really weird, isn't it? Because we've got such a new ownership team uh, that we've got to have, I don't know, if it was kind of, I don't know, Dean Hall or what have you. I think, well, Dean, you met some errors with some of them early appointments. I just think, I don't know, it's almost like we have to trust. But it's gonna, I think it's going to be a tough one this. You've seen tonight, mate, some of these comments flashing up as well, following them to some nomad from America, etc. And I agree with you, just I think it's going to be someone who, not a big name, obviously we don't really know, but it is like, it, it, it's long-term, it just, football just doesn't seem to do it, does it? I, obviously, Eckenbaum's probably two games away, probably knew it anyway, coming in that this year, if it didn't start well, it'd be gone, but it's, we're looking for a project, but I always think in football, have five or six games without a win and you're in trouble, but it's, uh, yeah, no, I'm interested in that, James uh, put that sting in there, Kevin Nagel, it's, again, that, didn't you see we're going off somewhere though, Matt? Uh, uh, that was the start of September, wasn't it, for a federal holiday? I think he's that, that one after that one carry on, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I think he's reappeared since then. Yeah, no, it's uh, well, um, I'm giving you a name, but I've given you my worry, really. It's just uh, I'm, I'm prepared to kind of back the new regime, but it is uh, it's so difficult following Sir Alex Ferguson, anyway, like our equivalent. Yeah, um, let's have a look at some of the comments that Sorry, one of them says just, Jill just Ellis going back to mentioned on Twitter. Brian Orton followed Warnock. It was almost like we need a safe pair of hands for the championship. You remember back then, mate? And uh, yeah, he probably did a better job than I thought, than I give him credit for, to be honest, Matt. But it's, it, I just look kind of looking when you're following someone with just like love David Wagner again, another one who, you know, it's, it's, it's such a tough one, this, mate. It's a real. I think someone needs to have a big character, big character. So he needs to be a personality for me as well, Matt. And I know, I know, I suppose it doesn't matter if he starts winning games, but it's, I just feel as being honest, your manager, you'll get people on side by being a, you know, by being the public and being character. a character. Yeah, I think some of these other managers that we've had is kind of, I know Danny Scopey were a nice guy, mate, but I just think, yeah, he just know what we could kind of get behind. Yeah, no much. Problem is, we've had we've had we've had the biggest character there is. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You're not going to do better than that. So maybe you've got to go. You know, you can get respect from players and fans in other ways, can't you? Maybe. Yeah. You know, maybe that's the route they'll go down rather than trying to uh, replace Warnock in that way. Yeah, one of the rumors online at the minute is Jill Ellis, um, who keeps getting mentioned. Uh, I don't really see any truth in this because she's the former USA women's. Manager won a World Cup, but she's not coached anyone for four years. Why would, why would now be the time for that to happen? You know, you I think if you're bringing a woman into the men's game, and it will happen at one point, maybe look at someone like Serena Weigman or 
Emma Hayes, someone who's quite uh, big at this moment in time, whereas bringing in someone who's not coached for four years would probably have a, a negative effect maybe on on the fan base. They'll be like, I think it'd be a negative if you brought a bloke in who went managed for four years. So I don't really see that as a credible rumor, mm. if if I'm honest. Um, it'll be interesting one day when it does happen, and you know I'll, I'll support that because I think it'll be a good step forward. But I don't think that is the step that will be. Uh, James Vaughan uh, interestingly says, "Global presence. Ronaldo as player manager has been offered free Marstons twice a week. Um, Kevin Nagel <laughs> loves a Marston, so I won't put that beyond him. And Marston's is good. The Brazilian, the Brazilian Ronaldo will be up for that." Um, what else have we got? Uh, we've got um, Jill Ellis again has been mentioned. Bernard Lazuski says Graham Potter. I don't think Graham Potter's stock's fallen far enough for him to come to Huddersfield no. Town, if I'm being no, honest. Like, yeah. Imagine if we pulled that turn off. Turn down Leon. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I wanted him as well, but they interviewed him actually, but I don't think they offered him But nah, that would be a coup, that wouldn't it? But Dean Smith would be a coup, but whether he'd. I, mean, wonders what I, think, I think that's a possibility. We'd probably end up with Roblox Preppy rather than the other Dean Smith. So, um, we'll have to see. Yeah. Yeah, mm. James. Dean Smith might make sense, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, I think he would. Um, Gamer Jane says he can't see it being Yukanovic. Carl Dawson says Scott Parker. I'm not a big fan of Scott Parker, I'll be honest. I know he's been promoted twice, but kind of, I kind of felt like both times he was given a golden goose and he, and he kind of like dragged uh, he dragged them up through the playoffs and he Fulham when he really should have pissed the league to be honest with what he had and he's not done great in Belgium which means his stock will have dropped a bit I mean it's interesting I always think of him as more of a some of a southern based manager I don't know why I've got that in my head but you always feel of him as a bit of a London boy don't you and the last time we had a London boy Chris Powell he were complaining about how cold it was and spent more time uh, calling train enough to spend uh, spend it in London, didn't he? But um, I, I think whoever it is, it's going to tell us a lot about where the club see us going, and it's it's going to tell it's going to be very revealing who it is because it'll, uh, as I say, he will say one: is it someone who's worked with money before, or is it someone who's going to work with what we've got and sort of looks tread water? So yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Whoever it is, yeah, there's there's a, a lot of people. Want it to be Graham Potter. Um, probably more chance of Brian Potter, if I'm honest. Um, hmm. um, JF says, good point. No one heard a whisper about Foz, but Ralph Hassenhutl was mentioned last week, and I did hear that again. Ralph Hassenhutl to Huddersfield Town. You need to back that with big ambitions, don't you? Um, if you're going to pull yeah. that off. And, um, yeah. Then to finish off, Ogma. Uh, the DJ and musician says, uh, get Leave Clark back in for a second stint. I'm sure he wouldn't say no to that. Um, but I think that's pretty much what we've got um, all for, all, for, all we've got for this time of week. And Shackle says, Brian did a decent job, Cosy, but he was so insipid. Bree needs a big character. Um, yeah, so, think- this has got a quick one on Brad Arts. So did that uh, thing with all City guys on that Yorkshire football show. And apparently they just... They've got this email address, and all of a sudden, somebody emailed in, Brian Orton at so-and-so, so-and-so, when are you going to get me on the pod? And they were like, oh, it's like, is this a wind-up? Someone wind up, it was actually him. They were like, so I think he played for him, didn't he, as well? It's like, when are you going to get me on? We're just, he was begging him, and they were like, oh, I'm going to make Brian, it's up to us, who we have on? He was like, well, <laughs> oh, don't send him our way, mate. I don't want anyone to ask, but 
God, yeah, yeah. Got, Lee Morris did a good interview with with Brian Horton recently. Yeah. That was in the program. That was really good. So if you find that online, that was that was decent as well. Who knows? We might end up uh, on the pod with with us one day if he gets in touch and rattles the right cages. Who knows? We'd have him on, wouldn't we? Matt, what we're going to do now because we don't play until Monday. We're going to get a manager in on Friday. It's going to be an emergency pod. What what are you thinking, mate? You're the, let's put you on the spot live here. What we're going to do when we know it? Mate, is. I can't. You know me, I can't be asked doing a podcast at the best of times. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens if if it's a huge name or something, and it's a big shock. Um, then maybe we'll do a spaces or something. If it's somebody who's quite run of the mill, then maybe we'll just wait till to talk about it. But, What's uh, not Matthew? Yeah. Keep him at Bradford. I'm enjoying it. Hughes, no. Please. Um, mate, well, that's pretty- it, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Sorry, just um, Wednesday night. I hope we all obviously we all know who the next manager is, but I hope it doesn't get out before Wednesday's game because I think it it needs to be all about Neil and Ronnie. So, oh yeah, I just hope they keep it until Thursday. No, uh, nothing slips out the net. Yeah, hundred percent agree with. Gonna be hard as well. Yeah, although to be fair, they are pretty good at. Things not getting out at the minute, which is which is quite good. Players are pretty much announced an hour after it leaks or an hour, you know, so they're pretty good at that at the minute. So, um, yeah. So thanks to everybody. Oh, that's, 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 oh bloody hell! I've got to wrap up six times, Cosy. What's going on? Your favourite warm-up memory in second spell, Matt. Okay, um, I quite liked that away at Watford, where he said it's all about having a good good manager in it. That little look to the camera, again, you know, with with Raj, and he just says, "Well, what's the secret?" And he just kind of has that little glint, doesn't he? Where he goes, all about having a good manager, isn't it? I think that was that was quite good, and I think the Middlesbrough game as well. I think winning against Middlesbrough, that's when you kind of think, "Shit, we can stay up here. We've got a chance." We were dead and buried, weren't we? And then all of a sudden, you're thinking, "We can do this," and I want to go to every game and see us do this. And that was uh, that's what Neil Warnock brought. Really, it made me want to go to every game uh, that Huddersfield Town played again. Uh, there's a lot of managers who've made me not want to go to a single one, so that's that's a plus for Neil Warnock. Josh. Cardiff away, Cardiff away, man. Yeah, can't be a good away win. Even though I was hanging that day, <laughs> but the the result cheered me up. Cameron all the time. I'm going to mention that Cardiff away because one thing that I remember because obviously they love him down there. They were asking him to do the Ayatollah. They wouldn't do oh, it. I did it, didn't and even at then, Matt, that that just shows the respect he's got. Where like the the places where he's managed, where he just like he went on the pitch and he did all that, and then turned to our fans and we're doing all that and. You know what? I just think the game need these. Oh, just some of these managers now are just like dull as dishwater, aren't they? The inspiring young coaches. They don't say anything now. And Warnock, he's just like Josh has said, been so refreshing. Just the way he gets away with murder. To be fair, to speaks about Silver Thompson, Matty Pearson, that family at West Brom. But I'm going to miss him so much. I, honestly, I'm just going to miss his. his he, get, he made me want to watch them press conferences again. I love watching them behind the scenes stuff again. The club has done. Brought me back in love with the club, and and he, he did something that was just incredible, man. He, we were absolutely doomed, and there didn't seem any sign early on after that first. Obviously, we got a big commentary, and it's just when we look back in our recent history, I, yeah, this is one of the most amazing feats that's ever been done, man. It just it just feels a bit sad that it's kind of ending like it is. But for three wins in a row, hopefully we win on Wednesday. What a way to go, boy! It's, he he said it's revitalised his. his I put out for the game again, so we're going to see him back, aren't we? I just, just not jealous. 
Neil's fan. We love you, Neil. We don't want you to hurt us, man. We love you. So Wednesday, bring some issues. It's going to be so emotional. It's- don't be sad it's over. Just be happy that it's happened. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you could click the like button, that'd be great because it puts us under in front of more eyes. Uh, thank you very much. And we'll be back when we feel like it. <laughs> maybe, maybe this week, maybe next week. I'm not sure. But thank, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily Every goal shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the cup Back to Huddersfield Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 